Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's going on, TFA fam? Hope you are all doing well. Draft season, draft season's upon us, man. We we are almost here. We're two and a half weeks out from you know from the NFL season starting, so we're going to be hitting you guys with a lot of the uh, you know the, the kind of the the headlines of fantasy football. Your your sleepers, your bust. You know who to draft, who not to draft, who's gonna who's gonna break out, all those kind of things. So we're going to start with the with the with the hotness. We're going to start with the sleepers. Uh, tonight we're going to be giving you four quarterback sleepers to look for in your 2020 fantasy football drafts. Kev, we're going to get right into it. I'm going to give you the floor first. Hit me with one or both of your. So first off, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button for all future content. You know, uh, helping the host out here with doing his job. But yes, uh, we have a ton of content coming out. We're going to be doing all kinds of, especially in season. And whether you're into redraft, dynasty, DFS, uh, you know, me and the boys are going to be getting together this week doing some DFS content. We'll be bringing you every week. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get right into it. So the name of the game here in late round quarterbacks is going to be guys that I feel like have the best opportunity to get tons of volume you know every year we see guys like what last year Lamar Jackson the year before that it was Patrick Mahomes guys with that sort of late round QB1 upside right it happens every single year this year is absolutely no different so my two guys for me are quite simply I'm going to start with is going to be Jared Goff and then from there Gardner Minshew but let's just go ahead and jump right into Jared Goff so last year for Jared Goff was kind of a tale of two, right? So if you go back from 2008 to 2019, kind of what happened, peel back the layers a little bit. Because on the surface, a lot of things are very similar to them for the two seasons. He finished QB 13 last year, but he was 20th in fantasy points per game with 15.5 fantasy points per game, QB 13 overall. But if you look on the surface, I mean, he said he had 4,600 passing yards, 22 touchdowns, 75 red zone attempts. His uh, deep ball pass attempts was down from, from 2018, where he had 71 and to 2019 we're only at 54 but he averaged actually more pass attempts per game last year in 2018 he averaged 37.6 pass attempts per game in 2019 he averaged 39.1 pass attempts per game which was first in the league 30th in deep ball pass completion percentage he was also his 6.7 yards per attempt was 15th and he had his touchdown rate was 3.5 percent and that is the biggest difference between 2019 to 2018 where in 2018 he was actually 10th in fantasy points per game and i believe finished 
finished QB7 overall. Mainly, it was the drop-off in the touchdowns, which he was still efficient last year in the in the red zone. Uh, 18 of his 22 touchdowns came inside the red zone. He threw zero interceptions inside there. They just were not nearly as uh, as um, efficient offense last year as they were in 2018. As we know, in 2018, that Rams offense was one of the best in the league. Fast forward to 2019, their running game was a shambles. Their their offensive line was terrible. Um, other than that, they're bringing back this entire core of this offense. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup is back. They brought in um, some help, you know, through the draft. So, you know, I've kind of talked a lot about this Rams offense. You know, Cooper Cup was a guy, you know, we did a video on, uh, I believe, last week, who I absolutely love. It, it's kind of a disconnect here between the two because right now Jared Goff, his ADP is kind of ridiculous considering the fact that both of them are kind of, both of his starting wide receivers are going inside the top 24, many people top 20, but yet Jared Goff is going at like QB 16, I believe, um, in, in, ter- in terms of ADP right now. So I think there's a bit of a disconnect between Jared Goff. And so if I can get Jared Goff in the later rounds, the 14th, 15th round, I will take that all day. I think that upside is there. You know, if you look at their schedule this year, they're right there in the middle of the pack in terms of strength of schedule for quarterbacks. So there's a lot to like here for Jared Goff. So if you can get him, you know, like I said, in that 14th, 15th round, I will do that all day. I think that he has uh, immense upside. Certainly QB1 upside. He barely missed QB1 upside last year, even despite the fact that it was a much more of a down year. His touchdown percentage fell from 5.5% to 3.5% last year, which is typically what we see we see some regression so i think this year we see some positive regression for jared goff now moving on to the to the 80s porn star that is gardner Minshew. that is my dude uh absolutely love gardner Minshew this year there's a lot to like about his profile you know last year he was he came in as a rookie Average 15.9 fantasy points per game, which was 19th in the league. Threw for 3,200 yards. Uh, 21 passing touchdowns was with 19th in the league, but he did only play 14 games. The thing that I love the most about Gardner Minshew is a couple of things. One, he has a little bit of that Konami code in him. He was 6th in, uh, in rushing attempts, 5th in carries per game, 11th in red zone carries, 5th in rushing yards. Now, the, the biggest difference for him last year really was the fact that he just didn't get any rushing touchdowns. He was 34th and, 31st in rushing touchdowns with zero. I think there's some positive regression coming there. I think as a passing volume, I think we'll go up a little bit too because they, they still only threw the ball uh, last year. They're you know, top 10, but I think it definitely could go up this year because I think this passing offense uh, is going to have to carry this team because this defense is still going to be just as bad as it was in, in 2018 or 2019, excuse me. And so everything there here is to like for, for Gardner Minshew. Add in the fact another year with DJ Chark. D.D. Westbrook, you know, they brought in LaVisca Chenault in this offense. Leonard Fournette is still there, but I think bringing in Jay Gruden, who has a history of being a really solid coordinator, I think all helps this offense. And considering the fact that Gardner Minshew is absolutely free right now, I think it's a little bit ridiculous because we're always looking for quarterbacks with that that Konami code upside. He's not Deshaun Watson. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not any of those guys. Make no mistake about it, but he's certainly capable as a as, as a runner and, and, and picking up yardage on the ground. Whether that's like an Alex Smith where they can give you that extra four Four to six points per week, that which, which can make a really big difference. So for me, I, I think it's absolutely dirty because he's going that late. I have him as a borderline QB one. I think I'm going at like QB thirteen, QB fourteen. But I think he certainly has top ten upside and in, in the range of possibilities for him with the weapons and everything else they have there. So the, those are the two guys I like the most. And like the, the common theme for both of them is I think they're both going to be in the top ten in pass attempts per game. And then with, with Gardner Minshew, I, I add in the fact of his rushing upside. I like both of those calls. Uh, As far as Minshew goes, I think Robbie's projections 
You can find his projections on the fantasyauthority.com. Robbie's projections have Menchu as like QB 15, I believe. So definitely not far off from where you have him. Both those guys are going super late, like you said. My two guys I'm going to throw out are basically for the same reasons of what Kev was just laying out. I'm going with Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. Drew Locke's coming off the board as a QB 23 at 14.05, according to the latest 4 for 4 ADP. And for him, it's simple. It, they Look what they did in the offseason. Brought in Pat Shermer, who three of the last four years has had at least a 62% passing rate for his offenses. And then look what they did in the draft. First round wide receiver, check. Second round, second round wide receiver, check. They grabbed Drew Locke's um, tight end from college in Alberto. They obviously have the first round tight end they drafted last year and the second round wide receiver they drafted the year before. Early reports and camps has it looking like the the Drew Lock to Cortland Sutton connection is unstoppable. There's nothing the the defense has been able to do to to put a to put a stop to that. Jerry Judy is doing what we saw him do at will at Alabama in terms of his route running and separation. Now KJ Hamler has been injured. It looks like he's going to be out for a month with a with a hamstring injury. But he's really just a a, a peripheral piece of this offense because then you're still going to have Noah Fant, obviously Alberto. You have the two running backs with Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay, who are both good passing pass catching running backs in their own right. So for me, for for Drew Locke going at fourteen oh five. Like that literally means you can wait your entire draft almost, grab Drew Lock in the 14th, and then grab your, you know, grab your defense and your kicker after that if you're playing with defense and kicker, which is just which is like which is crazy to me. So Drew Lock, I think it's wheels up for him. And the only way he fails is if he's just not good at quarterback because of how everything is set up around him. So I think it's going to come down to a, a drew lock problem and not, not necessarily the, the offense around him unless they suffer injuries, obviously Uh, the other guy, like I mentioned, I'm going to move on to Teddy Bridgewater. Who's going right after him in ADP QB 24 at 1407 to drew locks, 1405. And like I was saying with, you, you look at somebody like Gardner Minshew in a garbage ass defense that, you know, playing on the other side of him. That's exactly what Teddy Bridgewater is going to have. You're going to, you have Matt rule and Brady coming in to, to run that offense. We saw what they, now you can't take what he did at LSU and just transfer that over to the pros in terms of what he wants to do a spread offense, high tempo. You can take those things and transfer them over to the NFL the reports at a training camp so far have Teddy in command of that offense. He looks really well running it. He's been strong. He's been sharp. He's been accurate. And the the weapons around Teddy Bridgewater match what he does well. Like, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is this otherworldly quarterback talent by any means. But we saw what he did in the stretch last year with, uh, with the Saints whenever Drew Brees went out. I think he was like QB 20 during that time. Um, among... Th- the 34 quarterbacks with at least 200 dropbacks last year. Teddy was third in adjusted in adjusted completion percentage. And you look at the weapons they have, you're looking at McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, uh, Robbie Anderson. All of those weapons that he has around him are going to be really good at that, at that intermittent intermediate range and enhancing their yards after catch. 
And apparently that's exactly what Teddy Bridgewater has been doing. He's, he's been leading his receivers to get them to be able to catch it in the run and just take off downfield. So, like I said, the, the defense is going to be trash. The weapons he has around him, I don't think he's ever been surrounded by weapons like this. So the 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 QB 20 with the Saints last year, if you look at that, like all he had a banged up Alvin Kamara and he had Michael Thomas. And he still finishes a QB 2, more or less. So Teddy Bridgewater, I think it's wheels up for him as well. And again, the same thing with Drew Locke. You can basically wait your entire draft, just slam quarterback and receiver, and then take QB 24 at the end and be completely okay with it that uh, he's not going to have the the downfield passing like Drew Locke might have, but he's going to be able to hit these guys in stride. And, uh, you know, with, with guys like McCaffrey and DJ Moore, you, you put it in their hands and you let them do the rest, and he gets to reap the benefit of their production. All right, so, Kev, so the with the picks that we had, uh, Jared Goff, QB 20, and then after him it goes Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, your guy, Gardner Minshew. After that, we're just looking at Philip Rivers, Tua, Derek Carr, Sam Darnold, and Tyrod Taylor coming off the board. Are there any guys that you like out of there, or is there anybody else that we didn't touch on that you just kind of want to touch on real quick? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that the whole point of waiting on quarterback because of just how deep it is as, as a position, because, um, you know, really just from the 10th round on, I mean, Matt Stafford's going 9-11, who I absolutely love, who I have ranked as a top eight quarterback. Cam Newton has uh, has had a lot of great reviews right now coming out of, of New England's camp, and he's certainly already pretty much won that job. There's obviously question marks about the the, the weapons that he has surrounding him. He's going at 10-09, QB 14. Daniel Jones is a guy that I really like, who's another guy that thinking about talking with him, but I've kind of felt like I've talked about him a ton this offseason, who has a lot of weapons, a lot of potential there to grow in his second year, um, and has some of that, that Konami code that we kind of talk about with Gardner Minshew but I like Daniel Jones a lot we know that's going to be a terrible defense um, that, that he's going to be playing in front of so he's going to be in a lot of uh, you know passing situations where he's going to have to throw the ball a ton so at 11, in the 11th round love Daniel Jones if you want to take him there you know and you know some other guys Joe Burrow Jimmy Garoppolo is getting a lot of hype lately. Twelve oh two, but you know their their defense that you know maybe they don't throw the ball as much. They want to be a run first offense. But the first five weeks of the season really set up nicely for them. Same with Jared Goff, as I mentioned. Their first five weeks of the season is is great uh, for that passing offense. And then you know so there's some other guys here like you know possibly a Kirk Cousins could have some intrigue. Um, I'm a little concerned considering the weapons they have there. I had them feeling, but past that you know Derek Carr, I think I think as somebody in the fifteenth round, I think is being a little undervalued. I think that he's somebody that can, that can certainly give you plenty of usable weeks. I, I'm not sure I'd want to draft him in a, you know, in, a, in a traditional single quarterback lead, but the weapons they have there with Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards, Darren Waller, you know, uh, and uh, you know, Josh Jacobs and some of the other the, some of the other options that they have Tyrell Williams I think this offense is going to take a step forward this year from what it was last year it was very much more of a dink and dunk short intermediate pass routes I think if Derek Carr can kind of unleash Henry Ruggs a little bit and use him to his capability I think Derek Carr is another guy that I'd be looking at in the later rounds so for me those are kind of my favorite guys really it's it's Daniel Jones I will let me Matt Stafford Daniel Jones uh Jared Goff obviously Gardner Minshew who I already mentioned then if you know if you can get your hands on a guy like Derek Carr I'd be fine with that yeah man you uh you hit on all these guys pretty well. Uh, Burrow, he, I, you know, I keep talking about all these, the the early camp 
reports, and that's because we've been doing a lot of work uh, on those with, uh, with with the podcast and with the threads we've been doing over on Twitter at FF underscore authority. But Burrow apparently has been looking like the real deal. That connection with him and uh, and Tyler Boyd seems to be going really well. Auden Tate has been getting some strong buzz with A.J. Green and T. Higgins' sideline. He seems to be stepping up, so he might be looking like a you know wide receiver three at worst, maybe even a wide receiver two, depending how things go go this season with uh, the Bengals. Goff, you already touched on. I really like him. You mentioned during your your little spiel about how everybody seems to love. Woods and Cooper Cup and Higby and the running backs and yet he's you know he's dropping all the way to twelve oh four according to four four ADP and then Kirk Cousins you you mentioned him as well but it's it's the same thing like we've been talking about with the quarterbacks so far you look for quarterbacks are going to have volume Mike Zimmer might not want that volume to be there but that defense isn't near what it used to be they're going to have to throw there's not going to be any. 10 attempt games in Kirk Cousins' uh, 2020 season as there were in the 2019 season. So just got, looking at guys like that, you, you want to look at quarterbacks who are going to have that volume, like you said, and the, the, the easiest way to find the volume is to find the the teams that are just looking like they're going to be playing from behind, and that is you know the the Vikings, the Broncos, because of you know the, they, they've taken steps in the right direction. Their defense is – is solid, but it's not what you know what what we thought it might be under Fangio. And then playing in that division, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, like we already talked about, they're going to be playing from behind a lot, playing in a tough division as well. So, and then you uh, you mentioned Derek Carr there at the end, and I, I agree with him as well. Look at what they've been doing with uh, with the additions they've made, similar to what the similar to what Denver did during the off season. So. There, there's just a lot, a lot of options. Like you said, some of these guys, you, you're probably not even going to have to draft. You can probably get away with taking somebody even earlier and then just um, and then streaming afterward because there's – and that's what makes streaming so viable is because you do have all these really solid options on a week-to-week basis. So any uh, anything else you want to say? Or we, we, or we, is our work done here? We, we, we – that, that, that. Nope. The only thing I would say is this, is if you're going to wait on, on quarterback, um, I would highly recommend it. You know, if you want to take a Carson Wentz in the ninth round, something like that, if a guy falls past where, you know, where you think that he should be, if uh, Dak Prescott falls to the sixth round or something like that, then I would probably be about that life. And I, I would be okay with taking a quarterback at that point. But overall, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, um, I'm not going to overvalue a quarterback and take one like a Tom Brady and the eighth and all those guys. Like, no, if you're going to wait on a quarterback, then just, then honestly, I would be looking at quarterbacks for their first four weeks of the season. Like, that's what I would be looking at. Like, you shouldn't be drafting this quarterback, thinking that this is going to be your guy for the entire year if you're going to wait on quarterback. Like, of course, you know, I want that upside and that volume there. But the most, the thing that I'm most important, uh, most, I am most concerned with is their early season schedule and what that looks like for me and if I have to make an adjustment because a lot of times you know you can stream quarterbacks and that's probably what I'll be looking to do if that if that's what ends up happening I think these guys that we mentioned certainly have the ability to be a, you know a long-term starter someone that you're, you ride with all year I think Jared Goff certainly has that ability I think Gardner Minshew can be that guy like some other guys we talked about Daniel Jones some of those other guys I think certainly have that ability as well so but that's what I would be more, the, the most focused on early in drafts in terms of or in terms 
terms of when I'm drafting a quarterback, if I don't, if one of those guys, like I said, does not fall to me early, then I am just going to wait it out as long as I can, and I'm going to be, you know, ahead of time having that that list of like three or four guys that I want that I, that as that list starts coming off, if a couple of those guys start going, then okay, now I need to start. Or if it's getting close to those guys in terms of like who's left on the board, all right, now it's time to pounce on my quarterback. But if if all three of your guys are there and you're still in the 12th, 13th round, don't. You know, don't, who cares? Like, just let's just keep going, and, and you know, and uh, and, and wait and take your guys with the last pick. Like, I don't know. Like, I think people sometimes get nervous. Like, oh my, oh my God, I'm gonna be left with these terrible quarterbacks. I don't care what quarterback you're really talking about. Uh, even even the guy that's going the twentieth, twenty first, twenty second, twenty third. Like, I I would still be fine with. Don't don't overvalue the quarterback position. These one V positions should not be overvalued. You should never take a Patrick Mahomes. You should never take a Lamar Jackson. I know people will try to argue the opposite side and say you should, you shouldn't, unless one of them were to somehow fall to like the fourth round or something crazy. Then okay. Then you want to take about think about taking one of them. Fine, but uh, but they're not because they're mostly going in the second round. You should never be the guy that takes one in the first or the second round at a 1v position. Superflex is something totally different. That's a different conversation. 1v positions, don't overvalue them. Hashtag don't be that guy. Drop your comments below. Let us know what quarterback sleepers you are waiting on and who you like this year. And be sure to tune in and subscribe and look for that future content. Talk to you guys. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.